I want to talk about growing seed tonight. Is that okay? Open in Mark chapter 4. We'll start there. But I wanted to talk about seed only because I talked out of a previous verses, and we're going to be in verse 26 through 30, because there's a process. Because we looked at the mustard seed and mustard seed faith, and the Lord wants us to be full of faith. But sometimes we're expecting big breakthrough, and we're expecting big shift, Right? If I begin to talk about shift and breakthrough right now, I could whip the room up. Absolutely. Right? Seriously. So it, that's like one of the things that I believe revival, I, re, I believe that awakening is about, we're about shift and movement. And, and the Lord wants to do something in our hearts because I think there's some things about understanding the consistency of what God wants us to do through process. And just in verse 26, it says, And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow, and he himself does not know how. For the earth yields the crop by itself, but when the grain ripens, immediately it puts... He puts the sickle in the ground because the harvest has come. And so I just want to pray over the word tonight. Father, I just thank you that you've got us all in a process tonight. I thank you for the seed in us. I thank you for the word of God in us. I thank you things that you've imparted to us. But Father, I'm asking tonight that you give us a revelation of our process so that we're encouraged and we're not discouraged by delayed times. And so, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the living word that lives inside of this book and inside of us. So add to the word your spirit so it ignites in our spirit, man, and, we, and something absolutely amazing happens and something's birthed forth. And we bless you, Father, in Jesus' name. So I just wanted to look at this real this real picture of what the Lord wants us to understand because a lot of times he uses farming and he uses process in farming to show us the kingdom. And this is going to be almost a not spiritual talk today. Come on, laugh, that's a joke. The Lord is really serious about process and the Lord wants us to receive something fresh from him tonight and he's going to give that to us through, through Jesus' word tonight. And Jesus is letting his disciples know that everything comes to us by process. Everything comes to us by process. Listen, when I came to the Lord, when I began to, to grab hold of kingdom principles, things didn't just fall on me. 
You know, it wasn't like gifts just began to fall. We've been talking a lot about gifts, miracles, and impartation, right, over the last four weeks. And now I'm going to bring us real down, right down to the ground, right? We're going to till the, till the ground. And so God's going to bring something to us in process. The Holy Spirit's going to do something through process. And, and even, in in, even in evangelism and revival and awakening, there's a process <clears throat> that God is doing things, and sometimes we don't see it. Everyone say, I like to see. Sure, we all do. We all like the instant. You know, we live in the world of Instagram. We live in the world of Twitter, Twitter and these things that instantly we see things. You know, here I am, Mount Washington. Here I am, you know, come on. And the Lord wants us to really understand that he's doing something inside of us that is for eternity, right? And you know what I love about eternity is I get to learn forever, I get to learn forever. That's what I believe. I believe once I die and I go to heaven or, or the Lord takes me however he takes me, maybe I'll leave like Enoch. But however that happens, I will continue to learn throughout eternity. And all of us should be in that place where we understand, we want to learn, and God's going to teach us. So I just feel like I'm one of those guys, I'll preach breakthrough, I'll preach shift, I'll preach, come on, I'll prophesy shift to you. And I believe in that. I believe that there's an impartation that will shift your life into something new. I believe, I believe that with all of my heart. But there is this process that God wants to put us in, and he wants us, well, we're all in it. We're all in it. But there's this process that we go through that sometimes we don't see the fruit. Sometimes I don't see the harvest. Sometimes the harvest is not evident in my life. As I pray, as I worship, as I do things, and I prepare my heart for heaven, I don't see what's been promised to me. And the Lord wants us to grab hold of this because process takes time. And in this world, really, we live in a world of what? Everything's instant. I mean, especially us, you know. It could have been... You know, give us, get us back into Bible days, they knew some things about process and growth and how I raise crops. I don't know anything about raising crops. I know everything about building buildings, right? Structures, stone walls, fireplaces, all these things. But I don't know anything about growing fruit. As a matter of fact, that's all I do is kill things in my job. I kill them. I kill everything green. The landscapers don't love us. But there's this thing about destiny and purpose, and God wants us to grab hold of the truth of where we're moving to, to and, and moving forward into destiny and process, right? Because destiny does, just does I just can't go through, uh, just say Burger King and order my destiny. <laughs> Am I right? Come on. I just can't go through drive-through or go through three years of something and then all of a sudden I'm in, in destiny. It does happen. I've, come on, I've, hear, I've heard testimonies. But between 
everyone in this room, it's probably one in a thousand that someone all of a sudden has an encounter and then they're doing exactly what they've been called to do or at least doing a, a big part of it. It's not the norm. And the Lord wants us to grab hold and understand that his process is good. It's good for you. And so the stages of growth, we've got sowing, right? He says that the, that the kingdom's like a man that sows seed. It means all you do is throw. All you do is toil the land. All you do is get stuff ready for planting. And I have a feeling that when, even with what I do, there's so much preparation before I build something. There's so much time of preparation. And so when we, when we hoe, when we cultivate, because if you don't cultivate the, the ground of your heart, let me say something about this. If I don't expect, this is, and I've spoken on this a bunch of times, if I don't expect something, if I don't expect a revival, if I don't expect, if there's no cultivation of expectancy or hunger or passion, passion will get you a lot of things in the kingdom. Because in passion, our hearts are cultivated. In passion, we move and we, we are expecting something to happen. And God comes in, and to some people, you might as well have the name Frigid Air on your head. I'm sorry. But I've prayed for people like this. I can't pray healing on people like that because you don't expect to get healed. Are you hearing me? You have no expectation of God to be able to move in your life right at that moment. And I'm not criticizing. Come on. I'm not saying you don't have faith. But sometimes we just don't believe. And here's what I'm trying to get across tonight is God is cultivating our hearts so that faith will grow huge and big over our lives. That you will have a canopy of faith. And so he says this, first the blade, then the head, then the full grain. Full head of grain. Right? And when it ripens, immediately he puts the sickle in and, and receives the harvest. But we like... We like the sowing, I don't mind sowing. You know, I don't mind sowing the seed. I don't mind preaching the word. I don't mind doing things to prepare what God's about to do. But what happens is I get stuck on the in-between place because I like the harvest too. I don't mind working to sow. I don't like mind working to harvest. But I, I'll tell you what I don't like. I don't like waiting I don't like the process that when that seed's in the ground and something's happening, come on, I can attest that for my children. Come on, I've got, I've got prayers, I've got things that I've spoken, I prophesied to them in their womb, in the womb, in her womb. Come on, and then something, come, this doesn't look like what I prophesied. Who is that child, and what have you done with him? Are you hearing me? Sometimes it doesn't look exactly like you think. That be means that the, all of a sudden, the harvest hasn't come to you yet. And I'm telling you, God is trying to get us to understand that your life, you scatter. You scatter, right? Paul said it, right? That I scatter, Apollo's watered. And someone else reaped the harvest, 
right? The power of, of sowing. And God wants us to understand that sowing is good. And God wants us to understand that waiting and watching and going through the stuff in the midst of it, say, he created you and it was good. Come on, the whole process was good. So when you scatter and you sow and you, that's the encouraging part. I think that encourages people. When I'm scattering seed, when I'm declaring a, a word over you, when, when you're talking to one another and you're encouraging one another, you're, you're sowing. But sometimes we turn around on Tuesday and we're not encouraged because the process begins again, right? And so I was amazed by a couple of things that were said. So the seed sprouts and grows but the farmer doesn't even know how it happened. And I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life when I've scattered and sown and then wondered, how did that happen? Later, you're wondering how that happened. Things start to manifest in your life, and you ask the question, how did that happen? But the Lord wants us to realize that it's God's timing and not our timing, and it may have been delayed, but God's bringing something new in his time if we just wait, if we'd hold on. And so we don't like delayed timing. I don't like delayed timing. Come on, I want it now. I'm ready. God, I prayed the prayer. Where is it? Is it an instant microwave? Come on. It's like instant popcorn. Shouldn't it happen right away? And so what happens is we start doing things that are outside of God's timing. We know the story of Abraham, right? But come on, people do that all the time. Come on, they want the covenant, but they mess around. They want the promise, but they do things ahead of time that aren't God. And so Proverbs 12, verse 11, and I'm reading out of the NIV. because it went with my message. Proverbs 12, 11. Those who work their land will have abundant food. But those who chase fantasies have no sense. Here was something I could relate to. Hebrews 11 says, Noah, in faith, built an ark. And I don't know, I always liked that story. He didn't believe for an ark. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Noah, by faith, began to build. Noah, by faith, began to build something. And sometimes we believe God for abundance and we're expecting the lottery. Well, God told me I would have this. God told me I would have that. And God told me, and you're just waiting for your number to come up. When the Bible tells us, come on, this is going to be contrary because there's a lot of talk about we just wait, we don't do nothing. Come on, it's the grace of God, you just get it. But the Bible says here, those who work their land. Noah worked, he built an ark to save his family. To save. The ark saved. The Lord wants us to understand that he didn't just believe for an ark. Do you understand what I'm saying? I believe. I believe. I believe by faith that I'm going to get the ark. And I'm waiting for the ark. And I'm looking for the ark. But no. The Lord wants us to understand that he says, Noah, build me an ark. So he began to build and build and build. Not even knowing what an ark was. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, he didn't even know. I don't think history tells us he didn't even know what rain was. And he's building a boat. And God says this, something to you or I. God, I'm, I'm believing for you to do this. I'm believing, and come on, we'll pray for a shift. I pray for shifts. God, shift the atmosphere. Because sometimes there is things that's holding things back. Sometimes there's principalities, powers, and stuff that's coming against you, coming against your family, coming against the ministry. You pray for shift. But there's things that you need to do in your family and in your ministry and in your work to build, to cultivate, to prepare the place so that the seed can grow, so that it comes up unobstructed, so that the thorns don't come and choke the seed. Choke the word. Choke the things that have been spoken over you. And I'm telling you, in this room tonight, there's people that have received words that we get weary in well-doing. And the Lord wants us to understand tonight that God is in the process. His hand is on you, even though you don't see a manifestation, even though it's, it's not looking like what you thought, even though the family may be out, come on, things may be a little out of order and out of whack. But the power of heaven's coming and is with you to see the process through. Those who work, who till their land, and God's given us each some land. You've received land. God's given you an inheritance. He's given you a place to live and move and have your being in him. And there's a whole sphere of influence that God is trying to bring forth, right? There's a whole sphere that God's trying to call forth into your life.
And the power of heaven is behind you, is working in you, and is germinating the seed that's in you. Do you believe me? He wants to germinate the seed. How does the seed sprout? I don't know. The word says, I don't know. The farmer doesn't know. I don't know. But I know it's one of those things where God's working in the dark places. God's working in the night seasons. God's working in the place where we don't see, where, he's, where we have no evidence that he's even moving. And then in the dark, dark times, all of a sudden something breaks forth. And you say, where did it come from? I don't know. The kingdom of God is as if a man was scattering seed. He likens it to the kingdom. So what are you to do? Keep scattering seed. You know what? doesn't matter what it looks like. I just keep scattering seed. Why? Because something's going to grow. And I need to prepare the place for it to grow. So I'm just going to scatter and prepare. And scatter and prepare. And scatter and prepare. And then it says, and should sleep by night and rise by day. And I like this. Should sleep by night and rise by day. That means daytime is the time to work. But you know what? Sometimes we do and we fret and we get worried and all the things that are going on around us and we don't rest. And some of us don't know when to stop. And God's calling you to live in a life of rest. So what's the balance, Miles? I don't know. For everyone, it's different. I really feel like that. I feel like for everyone, it's different. But you need to be able to rest in what God's spoken. You need to rest in the seed that he's given to you, knowing that in the dark place, in, when the water comes, and when the, when the rain comes, when God's moving, that's when the rain comes. God's moving. The rain comes. I give you rain, latter rain, and the former rain together. That's when the shift happens, when God's Spirit's being poured out in seasons, and we don't respond sometimes when God's pouring His Spirit out in seasons that we can't even see it. But He's given us a double portion of rain. The water is the Holy Spirit, and when the double portion of the Holy Spirit is coming upon our seed, get ready because it's about to break forth. And I'm not talking about drowning the seed out. I'm talking about good water from heaven that releases and begins to germinate and begins to bring forth the fruit. And some of us just, God's got so much fruit he's about to pour forth over our lives and we've been waiting and waiting and I'm telling you just be patient because it's going to all of a sudden burst forth. All of a sudden, you're going to see, come on, the process. All of a sudden, you're going to see it ripen. You're going to see the seed. You're going to see the head and then the full head. But most of us don't believe when we don't see anything. I'm telling you, this is the truth. A lot of us just don't believe when we don't see anything and we shut everything else off. Well, God doesn't do that anymore. I don't see healing like that. And we're waiting for great miracles, right? Anointing, 
Come on, greater glory. Where's the seed? I was going to start thinking, I was going to look up tonight, well, earlier, about seeding the clouds. Come on, someone's got to preach that message. How do I seed the clouds so that the rain comes? Because I think we're in a season where God's going to teach some people how to seed the clouds. This was, I was, th- was going to speak another message from, that I already spoke about Elijah and waiting for the promise of the cloud. How do we seed the cloud? How do you, put, how do you bring forth seed? You begin to pray. You begin to believe God. You begin to move by faith. You begin to do things that you didn't do before because faith is what? I said it last week. It's alive. It's, it's moving. It's the substance of things. It's substance. It actually has something to it. It's not just something invisible in the wind. It's something that's alive in you, and God wants to bring it out of you, and he wants you to believe God for more things, for greater things. But come on, we get stuck in the dark process, and we don't move. And the glory of God is coming and is already being released on the earth. And the Holy Spirit wants us to believe. Come on. He wants us to believe for the next wave of his spirit to come and God begin to change and move and shift things. You have to rest in knowing that God's moving in the dark time. Because where does the seed go? It goes into the soil and it goes into a dark place. There's no light. It responds to light. But most of the time, unless it's something else, like a bulb that's real close to the top of the, to the soil, but most seeds are down deep. And God wants to bring forth the light and he wants to bring forth the water and he wants to bring forth that so that your life, come on, all of a sudden begins to blossom and bloom. Jesus said he himself doesn't know how. The man doesn't know how. The man who's been sowing doesn't know how. For the earth yields the crops itself. The earth yields the crop itself. How does it happen? Can I tell you, even the process when it's not manifesting fast enough, it's supernatural. Even though faith isn't growing fast enough, right? Come on, because this is what we're talking about. It says that, and then in the next parable, it says that, how do I liken the kingdom of God? It's a mustard seed thrown into the earth and it begins to what grow and it's the smallest of all seeds but it begins to grow and begins to cover and the birds of the air and he go this whole parable he's talking about harvest and seed the whole par- the whole chapter and then he goes into the boat with the disciples and what does he do he goes to sleep And a great storm arises, the Bible says. And they go back to what? He gets up. He calls the storm, tells the storm to stop. 
And then he says to them, ye have little faith. I said, God, I'm confused. He said, I said, you just talk to them about crops, harvest, believing. And then they went in the boat. And I think, you know what? He says, well, that's what all, everyone does. I tell you things. I, I declare things over you. And then you forget. You forget what I just told you. And I'm telling you, the Lord is wanting us to grab hold of the truth and let it, that's why I prayed for concrete. I know I deal with concrete a lot, but I prayed for concrete in our spirit, that the Lord would just solidify some things in our spirit tonight, that the glory of the Father would just solidify some things in your spirit, man, tonight, that there wouldn't be any question of the declaration, because he prophesied over you some things. You going to help me yet? put you on the spot. You going to help me yet? He's not. He's not helping me tonight. Talking to my son. So I think the Lord just wants to prophesy some things to our hearts tonight. You know? John 12, 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. We're talking about seed tonight. Talking about sowing seed tonight. You coming to help me? <laughs> I'm going to get him, boy. <laughs> he won't do it. I don't want to pressure him. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a, wheat, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. I'm going to prophesy to everyone's seed in their life tonight. Because there's certain seeds that you just need to let die. God, how come I'm not seeing it yet? God, I've been believing for certain things. How come I'm not seeing it yet? And you know what it is? It's about allowing the Lord to let that dream die. Oh, that's almost painful, right? It's almost painful. But I, I get to this point where, God, I'm just leaving it to you. I'm leaving it to you. Because that way, that be, that's where it comes to, where we take our hands off of it. I put it to death. Because Abraham, it says he was dead, right? His body was dead. He was 100 years old. Couldn't produce. But here, here you go. You let the thing die. God, I believe, I believe you want to do these things, but I'm just going to leave them to you. Because when we give it over to the Lord, right, it's totally his stuff. It's totally God's stuff. But some of us in this room, we need to just let it go. 
You just need to release it to the Lord. And I'm telling you what happens. What does it say right here? I mean, if it dies, it produces what? Much grain. It begins to bring harvest all over the place. And the thing is, we don't see that. See, that doesn't line up with me because I have to think this out. And it's got to, like, if I'm believing God for this, then something, there's got to be some sign of life. But I don't see any sign of life. So what's happening, God? You just got to let it die. Why? Because if I don't let it go, if I don't release it to him, if I don't release everything, come on, everything in my life to him, it's, a, it's called yield. When I yield, when I release things in my life to him, every single thing, well, how come I'm not married yet? I didn't see that coming. What happened there? You got to let it go. And God wants to bring us into this place where we release, release the seed. And some of you may not have seed. You're thinking, what is my seed? What am I releasing to God? That's okay, because there may be people in the room. I don't have a seed. What's the seed? There's something in you that you believe in God, or you're believing that God's going to restore something, or something. God is going to release something over your life that you've been believing, believing for a long time. And the power of the Holy Spirit is saying, give it to me. Just give it to me. And so we have a hard time with that because we got to think it out. i gotta, I got to have an ABC happen. Come on, something's got to, there's got to be some manifestation. There's got to be some sign of life. And you're not seeing anything. And I'm telling you, the Lord is going to birth forth much seed, produce much seed, much grain, if we release it to the Lord tonight. So I'm not going to keep going. We're just going to go after this thing. And I'm, really, all I'm going to do is pray for people to, for yieldedness tonight. Because honestly, over the last year, I've had to yield, 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 yield. I've got to yield this, yield that, yield, yield, yield. Less of me, more of him. I don't even like that. How about just not me, Jesus? That would be best. And the power of God, I'm telling you, when, when, once we do that, you want to see shift? Because that's when I think shift happens. Is when I just abandon myself to everything he's spoken. Not that I don't dream with God anymore. This is not what I'm saying. But I have limitations to what I can take ownership of. <laughs> Even with healing and the gifts, the gifts are not for you. <laughs> healing, signs, wonders, miracles, it's not for you. We're expecting revival in the church with, with that. And it's got to go outside. It's for someone else. I'm not saying the, they don't come to the church and get healed and delivered and set free. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's going to be such glory as soon as we step out and release it. Just release it, God. How does church look, God? How come it doesn't look like what, I'm, what I, I expect it to look like, Father? That's a seed that needs to die. 
How come I can't find any place where heaven is and the glory is? You'll, you'll look and you'll look and you'll look and you'll look and you'll always find imperfect people. Or something you don't agree with. I don't agree with that. Put that in your religious pipe and smoke it. Sorry. Not really. I do that every now and then. Sorry, not sorry. God wants to come and he wants us to lay it down. Just lay it down. Lay all our preconceived ideas down. And you know what? He's not calling you to die the death that Jesus died again. You know that? But there is a price to be paid to see more of heaven in your life. I can promise you that. It's called yielding ourselves to the Holy Ghost and to his process. So stand with me. I'm just going to say something and not in, not trying to make anyone feel, meaning you, not trying to make you feel uncomfortable, but I'm just going to use this as the end as a testimony. Can I get music? How's, where's, where's my daughter? Something. Help me. <laughs> God is so good, you know. And um <laughs> The Holy Spirit wants us to understand about yielding. See, with both my kids it's funny cuz it's about the same same age. But he just went through it so it's fresh. And not that he's a bad kid running around doing all kinds of stupid stuff, although he may have. <laughs> but it was just about God getting a hold of him. One thing about church kids is they can grow up in church and not know the power of redemption. Can you hear me on this? And so I, you know... My testimony is I, I needed redemption. Come on. I was a sinner, and I sinned good. I was good at it. Just being honest. And when I got saved, everything changed. And you know, some of you are newly saved in this place, and you're like, wow, life is totally amazing. And even there's believers that have been believing for a long time in this room that have no idea of that awe and amazement anymore. And so he just went to youth camp, you know? He went to youth camp. 
He's done it before. But the power of God hit him and he got wrecked. And so that's about the extent of what I know because I haven't had a long conversation with him. But I do know this, that it was about yieldedness. It was about him stop fighting with the Lord. No more fighting with the Lord. Just allow the Lord to come in and do it. And so what's going to happen, I think, you know, I saw the same thing with, my, with Victoria, who now has wings, you know? Seriously. I mean, she sings like an angel up there. And God's doing process in her. But the Holy Spirit wants us to understand this because I'm gloating on my kids. It's okay, right? It's so amazing to see. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying, God, what? What happened? It's all about the seed. Because today I was like, all week I'm talking about the seed. Lord, what's with the seed? How does the seed manifest? And then all of a sudden this happens. It's like, I'm not, I'm just thinking it's youth camp as usual. He'll be back and, although I'm praying, come on, I'm praying, God, get a hold of him. And he did. And he came in. And he totally changed. His countenance changed. It's the power of heaven on someone's life. You know? And so I'm bragging on the Lord because we tend to believe God for certain things, but then certain things we just run into a wall. Right? Like this will never happen. I've prayed for it a thousand times. What's going to happen? Oh, ye have little faith. You can't speak to the storm. Jesus can speak to the storm, and he can be right inside you and speak to the storm. So I want to just pray for the seed inside you today, that you release it to the Lord, that you don't put any stipulation on the seed, right? That you just yield it. You're going to just let the Lord take it. And what he does with it, he lights fire to it. He'll blow on it. Because once the Lord has it, he can do whatever he wants with it. So, Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for the power of heaven on every word spoken over every person in this room. I thank you for every destiny, every purpose. I thank you for everything you've called every person to in this room. And Lord, we're just asking right now that as we yield the seed, the very things you've spoken over us, the children's ministries, the life with someone else, <laughs> come on, whatever it is, Lord, we yield it to you. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you just come and ignite these things that we're going to, we're just about to leave them out for you. Because that's what I'm going to ask you to do for a minute. You're going to come forward, because I feel like there's something about when we move forward in faith. You just respond to God. God, I'm going to leave you this seed, and I'm going to watch what happens. I'm going to watch the Holy Spirit just come in power on some of you.
And so, Lord, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit on you breathing on the destiny, you breathing on the life. We thank you for the process, but we want to see a life yielded, moving towards you. And so, God, I just declare over every person right now that the seed in them, as it's released to you, will light up and begin to move. And the heat of it will begin to burst forth and bring forth fruit. Lord, I thank you for the water of your word. I thank you for the water and the breath of the Holy Spirit. We're asking that you just touch right now. Every one of us, God. Every one of us. We've been believing for things. We don't want to put you outside. We break down every religious mindset right now and release it to you. We take our hands off. We don't want to control it anymore either. We break every power of control in our own lives. Trying to strive. And Lord, I'm asking that rest would just go on every person right now. That we learn to rest in what you're about to do. That there wouldn't be toiling. Yes, there's work, but it wouldn't be toil. Work and toil are two different things. So we ask that you do that right now. In these moments, only what you can do. In Jesus' name. So I'm just going to ask you to move by faith, right? Josiah's going to help me pray for people. How's that? Does that work? Seeing as it's fresh on him, a, a yielded young man at 16, we'll just let him go. Ready? One, two, three. 